Stand by for the latest episode of the Signal 50 Podcast with your hosts, Bravo and Alpha, two lifelong friends that swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. Stand by for broadcast. Good day, everybody. Welcome back to the Signal 50 Podcast for September 20th, 2022. I'm here with my good friend, Bravo, and we're here to bring you some current events and to have a little bit of discussion with you today. Again, thanks for spending an hour with us today. Bravo. Good day to you, sir. How are you? Hey, Alpha, just confirming the red button. We got that on right now. Uh, Also, we've gotten so much rain since we had none in the last two months that now I'm building an ark in the backyard. So I'll keep you advised on that. Well, you're going to have, you know, uh, you know, uh, fake fall and a second mosquito season now. Ah, love. I really love those mosquitoes. Not. Oh, yeah, they've been terrible this year. The bugs have just been awful. Well, everybody, hey, thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, Bravo got the red button right this time, so we're going to be off to a better start than the last program where we got three-quarters of the way through recording a fairly intense show, and then we realized we didn't record anything. But that's okay. Hey, you know, live and learn. What can I tell you? I'm still never going to let you forget it. I know. I I should not forget it. Nope, you should not. You should not. You are in charge of the button. I am in charge of the button. You have all the buttons. That's fine. So anyhow, anybody, everybody, you can find us on social media. We'll put the links to all of our social media accounts, True Social Getter, all that stuff. Uh, We'll put that in the show notes for you. But we have a lot to get to today. There's a lot that's been going on in the news, and we just want to bring you some of our quick hits to open up the show for you today. We've got to get right into it. So, you know, hey, listen, uh, the entire world, I think like 4.5 billion people uh, around the world watched uh, the Queen's funeral, uh, the most viewed television uh in history uh honestly Mm. uh and i am you know the queen she was quite a lady um 70 years as a monarch of a a a major power in the world uh that's really amazing i I say that's quite significant for 70 years the same ruler and the way she ruled with with compassion and and dignity and honor Mm -hmm. i have to say you know, not everyone liked her sometimes, but you have to say her actions did speak louder than her words. Although she her was a very really classy, yeah. very classy lady, uh, very, very well done. Great represent uh, representative of uh, Great Britain, mm-hmm. uh, the UK. She's just uh, she was a cool lady. Mm-hmm. And I got to take my tip my hat a little bit to uh, the uh, watched some of the. Uh, Funeral yesterday and the way it was done, the way the military handled it, they very professional. Mm-hmm. They, they look great doing it. Uh, a, a really fitting tribute to a, a great monarch like Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, I, I I didn't catch it. I was out busy doing things yesterday, but yeah, that's for another time. But anyway, I'm I'm sure uh, I'm sure uh, it was done with style and honor and dignity it and was. tradition. Tradition, I guess, is a good Tradition is important. Uh, whether you like it or you don't like it, you still have tradition in history, and you need to follow it. So, all right. Now, moving on, you know, Queen Elizabeth, uh, Godspeed to you, and uh, may uh, the royal family, you know, make it through all this and and do as well as she did. So, mm-hmm. best wishes to the people of the UK. That she meant a lot to them. So, yes. Moving forward. Let's talk about an example of irrational thinking. Yeah, some American crap. <laughs> some American BS that uh, I think some of the British were kind of happy to get rid of the old colonies over the pond. Anyway, <laughs> um, we're going to go back to this uh, story in uh, in New York City where the McDonald's hatchet thrower, excuse me, hatchet wielder, was ro- all running all over the McDonald's thing. And there was a story in the New York Post, which the link will be there in the show notes for you to read, we're not going to go over in too much detail because it's supposed to be quick hits, and I get to be kind of blabby sometimes. So, But we wanted to bring up the fact that the person that was arrested, alleged to have done this damage with a hatchet, goes into his own mind. He starts talking uh, about... Uh, uh, hold on. Alleged? Uh, I mean, well, there, there's videotape. I mean, it's I, pretty I obvious. I, I have to say... Well, he hasn't been convicted in a court of law yet, so... According, according to our tradition, my friend, he has to, we have to say alleged because he's innocent until proven guilty. Although there's so much out there. Although 
thanks to New York State, they let him out on that no bail nonsense. And the question is, does he belong in jail? And and according to him, according to his mindset, he does not. He he decides to carry a hatchet uh, because he doesn't want to carry a gun, or he's not allowed to carry a gun because the permits are not allowed to have him. And he likes camping. And he likes camping in the middle of Manhattan, which That's, yep. Okay, uh, hatchets I don't think work that well on a skyscraper with concrete, but they kind of work not that great on wood either. Maybe twigs. Anyway. But he goes into detail. He talks about how he feels he's he's better because he can control the the use of his hatchet and, and his swinging and his the damage that he controls. And he's been beaten up before and he's all this other stuff. Now, you think about this, and I was reading this article, and again, I urge you all to read it. It's in our show notes. Um, is he is he believes he's not hinged? He's uh, and everyone else thinks he's unhinged. So. What's the what's the reality here? And I have to say that after after kind of looking at it from his point of view, he feels he's right. And I'm 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 thinking to myself, there was a point, Alpha, where you said that he crossed the line. Oh, he definitely right? crossed the line. In, in this in this article, right? And you mentioned that the minute he stopped the engagement with the security officer that would not let him use the bathroom because he was not a paying customer at the restaurant. I couldn't find anywhere in the article that said he was a paying customer. So, so the security guard's doing his job. He stops, disengages, goes, grabs a, a hatchet because other people are try- jumping in on, on haranguing him. And, and I guess got pushing well, and shoving. Well, okay. So right? the details of how he gets into a confrontation in the first place are a bit murky. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, he's getting he's getting hit. He's getting whatever. Okay, he's being assaulted. Mm-hmm. We don't know if he was the aggressor or they were defending themselves. And then that stopped. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into his backpack and gets out a hatchet and starts destroying the restaurant and threatening people. That's where he crosses the line of civility, correct? Well, and another thing that I want to add here is, Bravo, mm-hmm. what I find stunning and important, why we want to put this in the quick hits, you have a bunch of people racing to grab their phones and videotape something like this mm. instead of trying to jump in and de-escalate the entire situation. Right. Okay. We're more important. It's more important apparently to get something up on social media. Oh, look at this crazy business than to actually get in there and try to make a difference and de-escalate something and say, whoa, 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 whoa. This just is not worth this. Mm. Please stop. Yeah. Or, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about personal safety here in a second as soon as you're done, but mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah, so why bring this up? Because you have an irrational logic that is propelling this person to say, I wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm in, you know, I, I was in the right and I'm protecting myself. But I, there's a lot of conflation and there's a lot of parallels to what's going on today with what's going on with our leaders right now who feel they're correct and we are wrong, and this is where an example of othering, in my opinion. So that's why we bring it to you. There you go. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about the situation, put it into a self-defense or a self-preservation context, right? Mm-hmm. If you're ever in an establishment and, and a fight breaks out, don't grab your phone and sit there and try to videotape something, okay? Grab whatever you can, what's important to you, and leave mm-hmm. immediately. Right. Don't sit there and don't wait. Don't just leave. Go. And if you ever get assaulted like this, and God forbid anything ever like this ever happens to you and and it stops, don't grab a weapon and then take revenge. Don't right. don't ever do that. That makes that that makes you twice as wrong as whoever was hitting you. Right. And okay, if- you're automatically wrong. So little pro tip hmm. you see something like this, you get up and you get off the axe. And you leave mm-hmm. before you get yourself put in danger. Right. These people who all sat around in that restaurant and stayed there, well, this guy goes and gets a hatchet. You know, they had time to get up and just vamoose. That's what I would have done. Right. Shoe leather express, baby, out the door. <laughs> but again, we're run away. We're a we're a country of laws, and 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 laws are being changed and and uh, made to be something else and they're not. And reality is getting contorted and that's where irrationality happens. But anyway, that's enough of that. Yeah. So just 
don't get caught in the middle right. of something like that. If you ever see something like that, get up and just boogie. Just right. go. Just yeah. go. So let's let's go on to the continuing melodrama trauma. I like to call it melodrama trauma because that's what it is. The <sighs> DOJ looking to indict President Trump has taken a turn into desperation. This is what we're seeing right now. Yeah. So let's let's catch up. Thus far, the DOJ has uh, been stopped in its tracks to to use any of the fruits of their labor, shall we say, or theft. <laughs> uh, any of the products of their burglary. That's right. And the documentation that was taken from Mar-a-Lago and has been forbidden to use it because there was a master, a master, uh, a special master uh, placed in basically the documents have been placed under their, their safekeeping. Now, the actions of the uh, of the DOJ, because the Florida Circuit Court took it away from this magistrate who signed off on this warrant, and she said, uh-uh, you cannot use any of these things. It's all fruit of the forbidden tree type scenario in le- legal terms. And again, I'm not a lawyer, but this is just what's been reported. Uh, Mike Davis on War Room and some other places he shows up does an excellent job explaining all this stuff, and this is where I learned it from. But moving on, now the DOJ is taking on, is acting like a spoiled uh, child with a temper tantrum uh, and has appealed to the judge who made the ruling twice saying, can you reconsider? No. But can you really, really reconsider, please? No. And then this... um, Not today, not not tomorrow, (laughs) never. And next week doesn't look good either. Um, So now the DOJ's now appeal to the to the 11th Circuit Court with the hope that there's an injunction placed on the special master so that they can get their hands on it and come up with some indictment very quickly. It seems like desperation to me, Alpha. I'm not sure what you think. The story is in the show notes, of course. Read well, it over. Tell us what you think. Well, okay. So in, in my boundless imagination, and this is just boundless imagination, right? Mm-hmm. Trump is a smart dude. Mm-hmm. He's been dealing with people for a long time, and and there are people within the government and probably the FBI, if I had to guess, that would be on his side. Mm -hmm. I I can't imagine for a minute that everybody in D.C. is completely against Trump. There are people that that appreciated what he did. Um, I would have to say that he, in that pile of documents, Mm -hmm. And everyone's saying, oh, my God, the FBI went in there and they got the the spy gate and they got the Hillary gate and they got all these documents. And, oh, my God, they're never going to see the light of day. Does anybody anybody ever stop and think that this was purposeful? Mm. So That he might have seeded all that stuff with information that incriminates them that they were trying to get, obviously. Did they ever think that a special master would be appointed? They didn't think so. Because... Well, first of all, the procedure apparently has been followed that in a dispute like this, a special master has to be assigned. Well, Trump followed the procedure, apparently, left it there. They came in, they got the warrant, they got the stuff, and they're like, whoa, time out, stop, you can't do this. We're going to have to ask for a special master. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, yes, we can. (laughs) They did. And all of a sudden, everyone goes, well, crap. Right. What? is in there. Now, you raised a, an important point. How do you get something on the record? Right. You bring it into the official record. Correct. The special master is going to inventory the documents. What's here? What is it? How's it marked? Da, 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 As the basis of the warrant, correct, versus what they took. All right. of those things. And they're going to look at it, and they're going to put it all on the record. Ah. So what? kind of landmines did Donald Trump leave in the pile of documents? (laughs) Well, if it's, if any of the things that were said from the Trump's uh, camp where documents about his medical history, about, you know, lawyer, executive privilege, things like that, that doesn't belong in the, that wasn't supposedly, we we don't know what the, uh, the affidavit says in terms of why they went into Mar-a-Lago and took documents. Enough said. But common sense thinks says to me they shouldn't have taken things that don't weren't on that affidavit. If they're supposedly nuclear codes and very super, super duper secret things, which then 
change towards the archives uh, department saying, uh, basically librarians saying, we want our books back. Uh, you know, I just, I, look, I, I got it. I got to tell you, where did I get this idea from Alpha? I'm going to bring this. We talked about this uh, early on in our early shows about Q. Okay, look, Q technically, according to uh, the presidential daily brief, and uh, he's a CIA operative, Q is a level of like nuclear secrets and things like that. But these have been drops that have been put out there for people to read, and you can take with it, with it what you want. Is it, is it conspiracy? Is it coincidence? Or is it correlation? I don't know. All I know is there was a, there was a drop uh, that Q put out, and who's Q? We don't know. But it's a bunch of intelligence uh, drops that people are, are making stories about. But this one line rings true. How do you introduce evidence into the record? This is how you do it. So I. Well, exactly. Coincidence? Maybe. I think it's, it makes a lot of sense. Or it's like Nostradamus back in the old days who wrote all these core trains. And, and it's very <laughs> similar to that. Just saying, because I watched it on HBO when I was a kid and it was scared crapless that they're going to blow up New York City which they actually did in 2001, just saying. And 1993. And 93, which we talked about before. So that yes. that is just, you know, conspiracy theory versus I. there's a lot of things out there that point in that direction. Well, we're going to have to see, obviously. We're going to have to see how it goes. I mean, I, I like, I think my, I think the theory of him leaving stuff in there that nobody really ever wanted to see the light of day. Mm-hmm. You know, copies of it. I think that's very plausible, and I think that would have been a smart move, knowing that if they ever came to get the documents, that they would have to appoint a special master to go through them. Mm. And they're gonna, so they're going to expose themselves. Mm-hmm. I wish them all the best. May fortune forever be in their favor. Mm. Yes. Well, and moving on. Moving on. Here we go. Uh, this is your. I think this is yours. Yeah, I, I grabbed this one. This is this is very interesting. You know, we've talked a million times on the program, and we got canceled for it. And I think that's grounds for a lawsuit later on because we were censored uh, with some of the stuff that's going on right now. So we're going to have to contact our attorneys about that. Mm. And jumping in on a class against uh, YouTube and Twitter and, and on the others there. Maybe we can maybe we can fund the podcast that way. Maybe. Make, give them a feed them a dose of their own medicine. Mm-hmm. However, you know, a new study from Japan, uh, the mRNA vaccine recipients are rejecting corneal transplants. Now, the body rejects the corneal transplants. Yes. Now, the bot- yeah. corneas are pretty agnostic. I mean, right. it's like one of those body parts that it's like plug and play. Right. So everyone understand. Uh, let's talk about what the cornea is. The cornea is that clear windshield portion of your eye is the first barrier to the rest of your eye. Uh, it's, it needs to be a clear window. So does the lens that sits behind the pupil, you know, the little muscles that open and close, like uh, uh, that Star Trek, uh, the motion picture movie where the apex open and close, the same way the, the pupil works, the iris. Right. The iris is the muscle, pupil is the opening. So, and the lens behind it, that's another thing that needs to be cleared to shine the light on the retina, which is like a film, or nowadays, the little wafer that sits in your in your phone and takes pictures, the photosensitive phone. Okay, now that we talked about eye physiology in five seconds, the cornea is a clear thing, and most people um, who, who have issues with their cornea, it clouds over. They take the cornea from uh, donors, and they give it to other people that need it because they cloud it over some injury, trauma, chemical exposure, or uh, disease process. Now, because of the so-called immunizations, I call them da- the jab, they are re- the body's rejecting one of the most agnostic parts, as you mentioned, alpha, that it could reject. It's crazy. and it's Well, so, so what's the rate of rejection on a normal corneal transplant? It's zero. Like next to zero. It's like 0.001% or something like that. Yeah, well, they're seeing a, a very high rate of rejection in Japan uh, over since people have been getting mRNA vaccinations. Oh, and I should say that sun damage is, or, you know, UV light is probably the most damaging to the cornea, just saying. Get some good sunglasses, people, and wear them. Yep. All right, so, yeah, moving along along those lines, uh, Denmark has pretty much eliminated uh, the jab uh, for anyone without a good reason. Uh, I think it's under the age of 50. 
Good. I think they're going to move very quickly to eliminate that from their health system uh, completely. It's diminishing returns and side effects are, are too vast and great. Uh, mm. the, the harm has outweighed any sort of uh, perceived benefit there. And very quietly, the Marine Corps is no longer uh, aggressively dismissing the non-vaxxed. Really? That is quiet. I haven't heard a thing about that until now. Yep, yep. That's happening out there. I think you're going to hear more and more about that. So, you know, moving along, we got a lot more to talk about here. So we'll let you take number five. Uh, so the latest rumor uh, that we've been seeing is to get rid of Vice President Harris uh, from the vice president position. Now, if we all thought Biden was bad, <laughs> right? And, oh, God. Right? I mean, you mentioned his name and... and all I've been hearing is let's go, Brandon. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But Vice President Harris is even more negatively thought of when you mention her name. Why is that? Oh, because she's a terrible human being. She can't speak. She can't put a sentence together. She has no honor and she has no dignity. Well, she's a fraud. And that too. So with that being said, so they... They've, they've deemed the Dems and whoever, you know, this is another question we have to ask sooner or later, you know, who's running the government, right? But whoever they are, the Dems, and they've, they've basically made her a complete disaster uh, along with Biden, but they want to get rid of her. And how do you get rid of a vice president without impeaching her or her, God forbid, somehow thing happens and we don't want any harm to happen to her. So what do you do? You offer her a spot on the just, on the uh, on the federal judge as a federal judge somewhere. She is a lawyer. Yeah. I wouldn't say she'd be a good judge, but she would have to resign her position as vice president. Um, and they they're looking to eject her from the ticket because <laughs> Biden. Look, you can't you can't have Biden run again because he's a blabbering idiot, and whether or not he's healthy enough to do it is another story. They don't want they don't want Harris either. Harris has delusions of grandeur when it comes to running for the presidential uh, nod uh, for the Democrats. And of course, you have others in her way. You got Newsom and some other people, which no one's going to vote for them anyway because they've been uh, they've all been a disaster. But I don't know what well, you think, Ralph. Well, I I don't know. I, I think her chances of getting onto the high court are you know the, that window is closing. I mm -hmm. mean. The, the Dems and the, the Dems are, I, I, you know, in my fantasy land, uh, November is a bloodbath for the Democratic Party because mm -hmm. they deserve it. They so mm -hmm. richly deserve it. Not that the Republicans have acted so much better. No, you know, they, I, I don't want McCarthy as a speaker, by the way. Just no, so I, I don't want him and I, I, I don't want Mitch McConnell. And mm -hmm. I, 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 I think these people are all generally awful. Uh, we need some new blood, some younger people in there. Politics was never meant to be a career. No. You know, and these people have spent 30, 40, 50 years doing the same job and, and making the same mistakes. I mean, if you work for a company with a board of directors that has absolutely run you into the ground, do you just keep appointing them to the board of directors? The answer is no. We didn't get $31 trillion in debt without their help. Right. From both sides. So they're both equally worthless as far as I'm concerned. So is it safe to say that the Dems are just a complete clown show? Uh, as compared to the Republicans, yes. However, Republicans are not the answer to all of our problems either. So, yes, they are a clown show. That window is closing. I think that Harris is going to disappear into the dustbin of history. She'll become a, a comedy routine for for people to sit there and, and, and pantomime, which will bring a lot of laughs uh, <laughs> over the next 30 years because I know somebody who does that very well, and it just absolutely cracks me up. <laughs> um, it's just it's well, here's, so funny. Here's the takeaway, everyone. you got to vote, vote, vote like your country depended on it, but only vote once. What's your plan to vote once? All right. <laughs> Moving along. Thank you, Democrat Party of Frederick County, Maryland. Yes. Uh, okay, so everybody's heard about Elon Musk and Twitter and all this other nonsense with Twitter that's going on. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows this, but Disney tried to buy Twitter in 2016. They were, they were giving a run at it. Mm -hmm. And the reason that they gave for bailing out of the original transaction is a vast – 
uh, number of bots were on the platform. They weren't actual users. Mm. Not the majority, but a, a huge percentage. Now, Alpha, do you have a source for this? That's a pretty interesting. Uh, do. Really? It's in the show notes, right? We're going to leave a post in the show notes to that. There were a couple of reasons. You know, first of all, Disney didn't want to get involved in buying a platform where where people were absolutely disgusting to one another. That goes against Disney's image of being completely disgusting behind the curtain. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. you know, they, they didn't want their disgustingness out on Front Street that they own Twitter, something yeah. that they really Main Street control. USA and Disney yeah, World. exactly. Right? And, and they came across and they said, uh, hey, yeah, you know, uh, Twitter's uh, got a big proportion of bots, so it's not real users that we'd be buying. Uh, yeah, and there's some other stuff. We'll talk about Twitter and, and some of the free speech stuff that's going on right now. There were some uh, court cases that just came. Uh, Alex Berenson won. Uh, about uh, First Amendment and Twitter, and you can't be censored. So there's going there's going to be a lot of it's going to the Supreme Court. We're gonna we're gonna report on that in the coming shows. Mm-hmm. That's developing. That was as of yesterday. So we gotta get a chance to give that a few days to macerate and get some analysis there and give us a chance to think. All about right, it. let's all move right. On. So I I really want to talk about the next one because right. she's like my favorite person to pick on. Ah. Liz Cheney. Bye. Rhino. She, she's not leaving D.C. She's not going back to Wyoming. It, she was dejected. She wasn't supported by the Republicans that she was supposed to be sponsoring. Yeah, or they, they all basically they they all basically got together and gave her a little hate note and, and heave and ho, said, heave ho. You're done. <laughs> she her own constituents rejected her. The Republican Party rejected her. She she's gonna she, you know she'll probably wind up with some you know co- cozy job on K Street, right? Mm. But she's not going away. That's the sad part. Well, she's not going to go away. I mean, these people always just seem to linger. And and I, it's it's the career politician, right? Her her father was, you know, he was horrible. He's a horrible guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he shot somebody in the face dove hunting. Yeah, I mean, it was the next on. shot, and the PA saved him. By the way, it was the PA that was assigned to the vice presidential detail that saved the guy's life. He used to be an army medic. So there you go. Yay, PA. Um, PA for all those out there, you know, or physician assistants, just so you know. Anyway, uh, moving on, let's talk about how um, Biden was seated at the the Queen's uh, funeral. I'm glad to see that he went and he's representing the country. And they stuck him in the 14th row. (laughs) Now, you got to understand that in Britain, uh, pomp and circumstance is everything, along with status. The status of where you sit is talked about, and the pecking order uh, is measured by the row you're sitting in. And he was assigned to row fourteen. Um, I think was he behind Meghan Markle? Yes. Oh, that's the back of the bus then for him. Yes, well, that's back there, of the that's bus. Bad. That's bad for him. He, uh, yeah, that's bad. I bet Trump would have been up in the front. Yes, Trump would have been in the front. He was very close to the Queen, from what I understand. Yeah, he was. Did he, he didn't go to the funeral, along. did he? I don't know. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Mm. Uh, I know he passed along his condolences, but of course he did. Uh, of course so, he did. of course, in England, what what wouldn't be lovely to hear except a good old chant of "Let's go, Brandon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as the yeah. motorcade that was carrying uh, Biden goes by in England. So, I guess um, they're not a big fan of him either. So, he's not being welcomed anywhere he goes either. Well, that's one reason to like the Brits. Yeah, that's an also another cue drop. If anyone's interested, that's uh, you will not be welcomed anywhere you go. They will not be welcomed. And they're talking about, think about uh, Newsom, think about uh, Trudeau up in Canada, think of uh, the example here, Biden, Harris, seems to be showing a pattern. Can't, can't make any coincidences or correlations, but it's sure to sure seem like there's no such thing as a coincidence. Anyway. Well, we're going to move on to block A of the program. Uh, I don't know if anybody was paying attention. You know, there's a lot going on. The 60 Minutes debacle interview that Joe had was a total disaster for the White House, right? Just terrible. You know, a lot of other people have talked about this, but, you know, let's just. We want to cue in the one big Big statement. We're not going to go over all these hits and everything. You can go. Uh, we want to talk about the main thing that we're going to yeah. take away from all this is state of emergency. Pandemic's over. 
Um, the pandemic is over. Uh, that was very nice to hear. I got to be honest with you. I was kind of excited until the White House went into overdrive to try and walk it all back. Oh, so yeah. So you and I, Alpha, sat down and thought about what would it really mean to end the state of emergency for the pandemic, which I think uh, Dennis Prager has it really the right way when he says it's not the pandemic, it's the lockdown. The lockdowns were the issue. Well, this. you know, it's bad when they got to drag Fauci out, who's going to retire here in about 60 days, and, and to say, oh, we're not out of the woods yet. Oh, he didn't mean that. Yeah, yeah well, okay. Well, that's part yeah. of the that's part of the, the White the House uh, double back, circle back, change it all back to the way it was supposed to be, because that's right. let's talk about what happens if the emergency were to really end. Uh, let's see. Um, that That means that you lose the... Emergency use authorization, that ends for the vaccines. Which That's means- right, and everybody needs to remember that these vaccines are not, first of all, they are not approved for use. That's right. Through normal channels. The FDA... only to be used in, in a state of emergency. Right, the FDA has approved these via emergency use authorization and forcing it on kids 12 and over and all the issues that are going on, and we'll maybe touch back on that some other time about what I've seen personally with these these shots. But... What it would really do is allow people to sue Pfizer, Moderna, all the other manufacturers of these vaccines, and the government. The minute he said that, the administration of vaccines needed to stop. That's right. That should have, it should have stopped. It, it, that's how I read it. Yeah. Um, right. So my, my take is a little bit different than yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that everybody should go back. If you were forced to take this jab by a, uh, an employer, Mm-hmm by their own policy saying you won't work here anymore if if you don't sue them sue them absolutely sue I them. agree with that immediately yes immediately employers any private employers private sector employers or government entities sue them immediately right what would happen if they ended the pandemic well this big crevasse of funding the oh. funding crevasse would end also right so all the executive orders should end uh, stop paying large hospital systems to inflate COVID numbers. That needs to end. Oh, yeah. Uh, and cease. there's billions, billions and billions and billions of dollars that just went through Congress for COVID funding. Right. That should for end, the too. emergency. I want a refund. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know, how many trillions of dollars did we piss away on this thing? I want my refund from the IRS, too, but that's not going to happen. Anyway, yeah, um, right. what does that also include? I mean, all this spending bills and things in the name of COVID response and needing to control this. Well, Biden said it's over. Student loan forgiveness should be gone. That that thing should just die a horrible death because it's terrible. Well, it's only a trillion dollars, man. Oh, you know, additional yeah, $10 billion in COVID funding needs to end now absolutely um all mandates need to be abolished immediately hey biden said it's over let's let's do it right it's uh, over it's done oh let's talk about the voting bs that well, wait had. a minute wait a minute what's that the COVID pandemic is over didn't we just keep a world-class athlete out of the country because he was unvaccinated oh yes the uh australian oh, tennis player mm. Djokovic. There. he yeah. should be paid for what he should have won right that's right give him the money that's right Give them the pay. The federal government. I think the, I think the next question. I think the next question that should be asked to him and put him on the spot and, and mm-hmm. to get him drilled down is exactly when was it over? Yeah, I mean, you didn't just come to this in a snap decision today, huh? Hmm. Bet he can't answer that one, or he'll give some answer that'll put everybody on the hook, right? Right. So here's another. Hey, pandemic. Hey, according to Biden, the pandemic's over. So it's over. Done. That means no more voting BS either. Put all the laws back the way they should be. No drop boxes, no mail-in voting, same-day voting. Come on, people. Let's knock this stuff off. It's, it's oh, not put by the, the laws way, back the way they were. It's follow the laws that were written and stop your stop your, your mandates. Right. Well, here's the other thing, too. Take out the voting machines. They did it because they had to handle all the mail-in ballots. Baloney. It's all crap. 
Um, as long as we're at it, Alpha, let's let's continue. As long as you know, Biden said the mandate's over or the pandemic's over, that means no more mask mandates. I don't want to hear another darn thing about mask mandates. I don't want to have to wear a mask to go get a pair of glasses. I don't want to have to wear a mask to go in to see my physician, my PA, whoever I'm going to see. And gosh darn it, these vaccine mandates, you can take them and shove them where the sun don't shine because it's not needed. All right. It's not needed. It never worked. It, they never did what they were intended to do was stop the spread and, and to make, keep people from getting sick. Those are the two definitions of vaccines. Right. Stop the spread of an illness. Right. right? And prevent people and from getting it. prevent people from getting sick. It did neither of those things. That's right. And, oh, by the way, you hire all the military members who were discharged for not wanting the vax and all the back pay and everything else that went with it. Absolutely. Oh and, oh, and by the way, we can stop othering of people. Othering, meaning they're the ones that are not vaxxed. They're not good enough. Knock that crap off, too, because the, the pandemic's over, according to Biden. It's, it's over. It's it, When was it over? It's been over for it's a It's been over, time. but the problem is he said it, and the White House is now in overtime overdrive trying to correct what he said, and he said it. Cat's out of the bag, everyone. Try to take that back, buddy. You're not going to do it. Or as we like to say, the toothpaste is already out of the tube. You mm-hmm. can't put it back in. But Or the the poop is out of the horse. So anyhow, <laughs> you know, this whole thing, you know, look, we've talked about it a million times, and everybody's talking about it. And, and my take is from the very beginning, this whole thing was the very definition of insanity. Mm-hmm. I'm not you know, uh, a great expert on a number of different things where this would, that would apply here. However, what I would say is nothing that they did made any measure of sense. You mean common sense? Common sense. It doesn't right. pass the test, right? Right, right. You know, I think, I think in the first couple of weeks of this thing, I think the overreaction, I'll, I'll forgive the first couple of weeks. Well, uh, what, March of 20. What was supposed to be 10 days to slow the spread turned into three years and counting. Well, they should have put everybody's head together and really gotten a handle on this and come out with a real, the real message on this thing on, on how, you know, transmissible, how lethal, how, 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 how was, and they did not. They just kept, you know, they just kept throwing mandates down with nothing to back it up. Mm. And that, that really became the problem. Mm-hmm. So, you know, look, everybody pandemic's over. Go out and bang your pots and pans. Take your masks off. Stop making other people wear masks in your place of business. It never did anything to begin with. It's just nonsense. And stop riding the COVID train. Stop the money flow. Mm. It's over. Enough. But something tells me they're going to try and hang on because Dems just don't know how to let go of their gravy train. Can't take the L. That's right. They can't take the L. All right, so we're going to move on here a little bit. I'm sure everybody is, is the memes are, are outstanding on this whole thing. Uh, Ron DeSantis, heavy D in Florida. I tip my hat to you, sir. Yes. What you did was you really exposed what the left is all about and all these virtue signalers. You sent 50 migrants to Martha's Vineyard and you created an absolute tidal wave of memes. It mm-hmm. is fantastic. So I think, all right, so set the stage here a little bit more. You know, we're going we're gonna to play a video for me. We're going to play Tucker Carlson. Right. Because he sums it up. You know, wow, does he sum it up. Oh, it's just perfect. Yeah. So we just want to play that for you because I know a lot of people have lost a lot of faith in Fox News. You really need to listen to Tucker. He's fantastic. So, right. Bravo, why don't you go ahead and roll that footage? All and, right. And, Stand and by. We'll go from there. We'll, we'll talk about it when we're done. It's a couple okay. of minutes long. Yep. Martha's Vineyard is an idyllic spot in the Atlantic Ocean off Massachusetts, but for you. Decades now, people in Martha's Vineyard have been pining for diversity. We need more diversity. We need more diversity. Well, diversity finally arrived, sent on a jet plane by Ron DeSantis. And the second diversity arrived, the locals, the ones who pined for diversity, called the army and had diversity shipped to a military base where apparently diversity belongs. Ooh. People were not too upset at Martha's Vineyard as diversity was led away to a military base. Watch. Those are cheers uh, in Martha's Vineyard this morning, just before migrants boarded buses to go on to Joint Base Cape Cod. 
The brown people are leaving. We're so excited. Go, brown people, go. Don't come home. If you're not my housekeeper, get off the island. So it may seem like they're bigots. I mean, what's the other conclusion? But no, according to CNN, they're just grateful. They were clapping in gratitude for Ron DeSantis and what he did, the gift that he gave them. Here's an actual CNN headline. We didn't believe this was real, but it is. And we're quoting. They enriched us. Migrants' 44-hour visit leaves indelible mark on Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) 44 hours? Wow, that didn't take long to leave an indelible mark. Less than two days in the same zip code with Venezuelans, and their lives are changed forever. This remind you of the kid in your class who adopted a Spanish accent after spring break in Cabo? Or the guy who converted to Islam because he once switched planes in Dubai? It seems a little premature, right? So we decided to look into it. Is Martha's Vineyard really congratulating itself for surviving its ever-so-brief encounter with Hispanics? Yes, it is. One nonprofit on the island called the Martha's Vineyard Community Foundation posted this message on its website. Again, this is real. Our immigrant visitors have left the island. They have expressed enormous gratitude for the outpouring of support and generosity showed by the island community, which was heartfelt and overflowing. (laughs) These people called the army in to have the Hispanics shipped to a military base. But the Hispanics are very grateful to be shipped to a military base by the army. They're grateful for the attention. The foundation also praised island residents for raising $40,000 in a fundraiser for the migrants. Oh, but not really for the migrants because none of the money is going to actual migrants. Of course it's not. Quote, the vineyard community stepped up in an unprecedented way. Really, on whose behalf? Oh, its own. The money went to them. They raised money for themselves, not for the Venezuelans. Hilarious. But if you want to know in any community across the United States where the locust of self-congratulatory posturing is, where the most insufferable people in any given town, that, of course, would be the local Episcopal Church. And in Eggert's town on Martha's Vineyard, that is St. Andrew's Episcopal. And needless to say, as their inclination, they self-congratulated big time. Quote, We have been so overwhelmed with everyone's kind words and thought and financial support for our brothers and sisters from Venezuela. (laughs) Our brothers and sisters who we had deported instantly by men with guns. So we thought we'd check in with our brothers and sisters from Venezuela, but unfortunately, they're locked up on a military base, so they could not be reached for comment tonight. Subscribe to the Fox News. All righty, well... Let's give him a round of applause, shall we? Because that was beautiful. And he calls out a lot of points that we're going to go over right now. So that was uh, something well, else. Well, right. <laughs> they, they, boy, those people on Martha's Vineyard set a land speed record for calling the military, didn't they? They did for 50 people. 50 people. <laughs> Come on, man. These sanctuary cities, they don't want these people. Oh, They don't want them. And some of the memes you're talking about really po- carry out, you know, point out the fact that, oh, you're welcome, but not here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, come on. These these Democrat mayors and, and all these, you know, county commissioners and all these people, they, they send out a cattle call for these people, right? They, they throw out the dog whistle, you know, oh, come on over here. If you're an illegal, we'll take you. No, you you don't want them. You don't, you don't want them. And trust me when I tell you, these people down there in, in you know, south of uh, the Rio Grande River, they're not stupid, and they don't not have access to the internet. Mm. Okay, they hear you. They're like, "Oh, if we leave here and we go up there, oh, we can just walk right into Chicago. We can go anywhere we want. We're welcome. They're going to help us." Oh, they uh, helped them all right. They helped them okay. right off the island. Oh, you can't stay here. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh my God, it's it's crazy. sad, isn't it? You know, so, it's, you know the, the the whole cattle call thing with the with the Democrat mayors and and the uh, county commissioners and all these people, all these advocates. Oh, you're welcome here. We're a sanctuary. We're this. We're that. It's it's nothing more than a political bludgeon. Okay, mm. they don't mean it. It's just well, we're so virtuous. What's wrong with you? You're un American because you don't want to welcome these people. Look here, pal. You threw these people into an internment camp in like forty hours flat. That's a land speed record, man. Ice can't even get there that quick. That's right. They rounded them up. Up. Oh, yep. With the help of the uh, National Guard, Massachusetts yeah. National Guard, yep. rounded them up, 
put them on buses, and Martha's Vineyard is an island, so they had to put them on the boat, take them to the mainland, and see ya. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Bye. Here's your lobster roll. It was so nice meeting you. We're so virtuous. Look at how we welcomed you. Goodbye. If hypocrisy means anything, I think it goes beyond hypocrisy here. Oh. This shows this shows the the pure discontent of these people and what their mode their true motives are. And one of the other things about these true motives, Alpha, is the fact that um, the fentanyl deaths are just going through the roof right now. Well, yeah, they're 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 they throw out the whistle for these people to come, and and you get the the branded administration to drop the, you know, the controls at the border, and you've got the defund activity, and you've got you know, all of the sanctuary policies that these wackos have put into place where people aren't going to honor detainers or cooperate with ICE or any of that stuff. It's the perfect storm. And a storm I don't want to have to deal with. Well, we are going to have to deal with it because, you know, whether you like it or not, or you live in a sanctuary county or DeSantis sends a plane load of people to your neighborhood or, or, or Abbott or any of these people send them, they're coming. They're coming. And they're still coming. And the fentanyl's already here. But the that problem comes is, across but, the border. but that's your vector. These people crossing the border illegally and uncontrolled carry on their backs fentanyl, which then gets distributed by cartels that are already in place. And all these right. military men of, of uh, you know, non, non uh, family They're fighting men, age males, you know, fighting age males. That's right. Thank you who are distributing this all over the, the, the country. And we're now hearing stories where loved ones, family members are dying of fentanyl overdoses when they think they're taking a Xanax or a muscle relaxer. Well, right. So, so the general, so the general problem here is this, okay. You've got a porous border. You know, you, you talk to Harris and she says the border is secure. The border is not secure. All right. Another problem is is you've got an influx of, of uh, the, the immigration problem is directly correlated and, and, and it's commiserate with an invasion of our country, number one. Mm-hmm. We have people coming into this country. We don't know who the hell they are, right. period. They don't belong here. I didn't invite them here. And we have laws on the books to prevent them from coming here that are being ignored. It's lawlessness, right? Mm-hmm. So the immediate penalty is... You're also getting, along with people, you're getting fentanyl. Now, fentanyl is so cheap and plentiful that the cartels are are working on behalf of probably the Chinese government. Okay? Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a minute. They're probably pushing ten to 20,000 pounds of it forward towards the border a day Correct. or more. I don't know. And say out of the 20,000 pounds, our government, it goes through a point on a truck, they're able to pick up, let's say, 50% of it. That's still 10,000 pounds a, a, a day that gets through. So we're stopping some, but we have this massive influx of people carrying things. We have a million gotaways in this country. Mm-hmm. Now, you have a million gotaways that get into this country over this fiscal year. They're all carrying 10 pounds of fentanyl with them, right? 10 pounds How is many- enough to kill a lot of people. A lot of people. Lots. If you have a million people that carry 10 pounds, not all of them did. We're, mm-hmm. we're not sure of that math, but we're just using raw numbers here without any factors of risk. When you have a million people carrying 10 pounds of something, how many pounds is that? That's 10 million pounds of a substance that is designed to kill people. Yep. Plain and simple. Yep. So, so what's, what's really happening here? It seems like history is repeating itself, isn't it, Alpha? I would think so. And, and there's something that, uh, you know, we, we, we don't want to talk about, but we're going to talk about it here. So anybody remember when the British were in a trade war with China back in the 1750s, 1800s? Uh, that was at the peak of the British Empire. That was during the time when they were uh, colonizing China and the areas yes. thereof. And mm-hmm. uh, in a, way to con- uh, a way to control the population was um, uh, the precursor to fentanyl, which is an extremely refined version of opium, which other drugs, uh, narcotics specifically, morphine, um, and 
morphine dilaudid, dilaudid, uh, all that stuff. Fentanyl is the most potent out of all those. Uh, And heroin, of course, comes from a plant uh, similar to the poppy seeds, you know, the poppy plants. Yes. Uh, And they started throwing it into China. And next thing you know, people are dropping dead or from addiction. And back then, they didn't have Narcan. (laughs) Well, here's here's the thing. They, they, They weren't necessarily dropping dead. Okay, you had ten percent. Ten percent of the population of China was hooked on opium. Mm-hmm. That's a really significant of not number of non-productive people. Mm-hmm. China is doing to us what the Brits did to them, and it took them until 1954 to knock the opium problem out of China. Mm-hmm. Almost two hundred years, one hundred and fifty years of dealing with an opium problem that was caused by the Brits. What they did was they imported the, uh, they imported the opium into, they smuggled it into China from uh, Bengal, India, where they were growing opium poppies. Mm. And they put it into a smokable form like a tar. Mm. And they brought it over there that way. Uh, just, just absolutely a horrible thing. And the same thing is being done to us with just with fentanyl. Can you blame Z for putting drug pushers to death right away? That makes sense now why his policy is that they put drug dealers to death. They, they just absolutely they put them to death. Done. You're done. Yeah, absolutely. That'll However, end your opium problem, won't it? Yeah, okay. It's all good and well and good. You can't sell uh, you know, uh, drugs in China, but China can sure send millions of pounds of fentanyl into the United States, right? Mm. I mean, come on. I mean... It's it's just it's history repeating itself. This is nothing new. So anyhow, going along with it, the border's out of control. Some new numbers were released today. Over two million encounters with Border Patrol happened in this fiscal year so far. Mm-hmm. Two million. That's a record. They've got over a million gotaways into this country. We mentioned that before. Mm. We've got another million people in this country this just th- just this year alone that are unaccounted for. We don't know who they are, mm-hmm. but the border's secure, according to you know Vice President Harris. Right? She's the border's are, isn't she? Well, she is. This is her problem. Mm. Unbelievable, right? Now you know that. You know, okay, let's call what DeSantis, DeSantis did what it is. Mm-hmm. Let's call it what it is. It's a stunt. Mm-hmm. Whether whether you like it or you don't like it, it's a political stunt. It really is. I happen to think it really did the job of exposing the hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. And Abbott, and they're going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. There's 58 buses on their way now from Texas to uh, Washington, D.C. and Delaware, actually. So they're no, just uh, going to keep doing this. Yeah, and uh, Sanders is sending a plane to, uh, to Delaware and pl- placing it right in front of uh, Biden's home. Oh, absolutely. Good. Why not? Good. Here, here's your problem. I mean, yeah. close the damn border. I mean, right. it's just crazy. Yeah, and you got a Texas sheriff down there. He's he's a, a Democrat sheriff from down in Texas, and he's going to start a criminal investigation into Santa's for human trafficking. You know, I got some questions I want to ask. How about you? Mm. We want to do this, right? You know, first of all, you're letting people into this country illegally. This is the same sheriff that had 53 immigrants die in the back of an 18-wheeler, and right. nobody's been held accountable or responsible. Nobody cares about them. Right. Same guy, Right. by the way. Same guy. Right? Same, same guy. guy. Same guy. Same guy. You know, what about Hunter's laptop? Oh, <laughs> that was a great movie, by the way. On, <laughs> on Breitbart, saw that movie. It was amazing. They did it really well. It was a story <laughs> based on facts. Absolutely. <laughs> It was great. How about Ghislaine Maxwell's client list? Ah, wouldn't you love to see that? Who was involved? Oh, Who was doing it? You know. What about Fauci and oh, his lies? Fauci. Oh no, they'll never see any consequences. What happened to Spygate? Uh, it's in the FBI uh, consortium of paperwork that they want to indict yeah. Trump on. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> they're having a hard time, you know, convicting people. They're getting to the bottom of it, but. Why is it taking this long, right? Oh, what I about don't know. the FBI's corruption? What happened to the IRS scandal with Lois Lerner and all those people? Well, that what turned into eighty-seven. Server? Well, that turned into eighty-seven thousand new uh, IRS agents to come it, and it harass us. 
It did. And by the way, I'm still waiting for my refund from the IRS still. Uh, Well, you can poop in one hand and wish in the other one and see which one fills up first. Okay. Thank you. All right. You know, so look, you know, this is, you know, it's not all fun and games out there. You know, when, when it starts hitting close to home, it hits close to home. Juan Rodriguez Alfaro, he's a 42-year-old illegal immigrant from Honduras. He was previously deported out of this country three times. We're going to put a link to the story in the show notes. Alfaro was linked to more than 21 sexual assault charges, Mm. and he was arrested in Fairfax County, Virginia, just the other day, just not far from here, okay? Mm. He was also linked to sexual assault crimes, rapes in Suffolk County, New York, another sanctuary jurisdiction. Fairfax County authorities have him in custody. ICE has filed a detainer for transfer. Mm. It's unlikely that the Fairfax County authorities are going to honor the detainer, and he will most probably be returned into circulation. Which means he can rape again. That's right. Unbelievable. This happens. This is just one of hundreds of thousands of cases. What protections do the American people have? Isn't the job of the president of the United States to uphold and defend the laws and the constitution of the United States of America and provide for the security of the people that live within it? That's the oath he supposedly took. Uh, I wish him all the best with that. They're, they're mm. not. So it's terrible. Aye. Yeah, we got to move on. We're, well, we're we got five minutes here. left here before we hit the top of the hour. And of course, we you want to want to take a moment here to uh, thank uh, banners for freedom, banners for freedom.com where they uh, get the word out. They're a uh, uh, morals and uh, Christian-based organization that puts out billboards based on the donations they receive. And what they do is they get the word out about the vaccines and the word out about the immigration and all those billboards that are electronic, they get them out there. So if you have a chance to support BannersForFreedom.com, please do. They're they're our affiliate, and uh, we reached out to them. I've donated to them to help uh, carry them along. So Yeah, we're, we make so much money doing this, we pay other people to plug them. How about that? Well, like I said, we don't do it for the money. We do this because nope. we're two lifelong friends that love to talk about current That's events right. who have actually had more time to talk about other things in life besides current <laughs> events. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, we're, we've been friends for 40 years, and this is a great, uh, great way to yep. keep it going. What can I Absolutely. Say? So we got another block here. We're going to have to either get through this quick or we're going to have to make a command decision to either continue with this program here to go over the hour or to cut it short. What do you think? Well, you know, it's a violent youth. I think it's kind of important we talk about it. So we'll go over past the hour if everyone's here with us. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll keep going here. Why not? Absolutely. So anyhow, you know, look, Friday Night Lights is kind of a, an American tradition, you know, in Texas and uh, New York and, and Maryland, Virginia, football. High school football is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And there's been a, there's always been, you know, your problems here, there, and everywhere. Sometimes there's fights and stupid behavior. But the, the pace at which these incidents are occurring is, is becoming epidemic. Yeah. It, it's becoming bad. And the right. violence problem that, that these schools are having when they face each other, it is. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's becoming really bad. They've had to, in my county alone, Montgomery County, Maryland, uh, two weeks in a row, uh, they've had uh, problems at uh, football games attributed to Montgomery County public schools, mm-hmm. different schools playing each other, and they get into a, you know, a scrum, either on the field, off the field, the people in the stadium. You know, it, it's happening on a very regular basis, and people are getting hurt. Mm. Uh, it's becoming a very, very serious problem. They're having to forfeit games, cancel games. You know, listen, uh, you know, guys, I, it, it's terrible. Friday Night Lights, that is an American tradition. Right. And if you're on a team out there and, and you, you know kids that are on football teams and you know they're beefing with somebody on the field, you know what? Tell your kids they are their brother's keeper. And the idea of a team is to keep everybody on the straight and narrow. Mm. So stop it before it gets carried away and the violence gets carried off the field and somebody gets really hurt. It's a bad mm. deal. Right. And in the stands, the cops have to crack down on this stuff. And why is this happening? Well, we did another deep dive into why this is happening. We kind of thought about it 
between the two of us, and we came up with these uh, thoughts, these theories, I guess is the way to put it, or, you know, maybe they're, they're facts. Let's, let's run, them, run, run through them. Uh, all the kids that were locked up for the past two years because of these lockdowns and the pandemic, and again, changing the word from pandemic to lockdowns, that's the most important thing. The desocialization of children being on their own is affecting everyone negatively in my opinion. Right. You know, and I, and I think that there's a big, you know, you know, uh, part of dehumanization that goes along with sitting alone in a room on a laptop with a pair of headphones on, having to pay attention to a class. You're, you're not accountable to anybody. The maturity level for, uh, children, uh, all the way down to the age of three when they were doing nursery school. And I think nursery school was still, you know, daycare was allowed, but uh, school is a huge socialization factor. That's where they learn how to communicate, how to stand up for themselves, how to get along with others, negotiate problems and issues, resolve issues. I mean, there's a lot more that goes on than just talking about 2 plus 2 equals 4. Or nowadays, these teacher unions are making 2 plus 2 equal 5, but that's another story. But we have really big issues when it comes to the the masks, and causing, you know, contributing to this dehumanization of, of others. Um, we're raising a uh, generation of lawlessness. We talked about this yeah. throughout the whole show, right, Alpha? I mean, we, yeah, we yeah. About, we brought up all this kinds is, of this is the, you know, this is the instant gratification generation where likes and, and, and superficialness and, and the superficial stuff is what's important. Well, that's because uh, it's no taking substance. the place, right? It's taking the place Absolutely. of... Like again, let's go back. You, you and I, we just mentioned at the, t- at the five minutes of the hour here that we were, we're friends, we still are, but we were kids. What did we do when we were kids? We played golf, we went rode bikes, we, we um, did some other, you know, we went target shooting and all Fishing, kinds of stuff. We Fishing. did all sorts of stuff. I mean, these are things. Get outside and don't come back to the lights. Come on, that was what we did, <laughs> right? Yeah. And my parents never heard of us. I mean, we were we were not checking in. We weren't having helicopter parents checking over us every two seconds, you know. And everyone's blaming, oh, there's someone stranger's going to come by. That was happening back then too. And what? nowadays, with phones, where you can track your kids now with a phone and where exactly where they are, I don't know. That shouldn't be an issue. But I'm not even a big fan of that. But let's get down to brass tacks. The, yeah, the way we're raised, bringing up our kids is just ridiculous. And, and yeah, blame we've raised on that. a generation. We've raised a generation of dopamine addicts. That's right. Dopamine is a big neurotransmitter in the body. And how much fun did we have by just going out and exploring and doing our thing and playing? That and, was our dopamine. That's right. Riding bikes. I mean, we had exercise. There you go. We were riding up hills that were, uh, oh, you know, twenty percent inclines. And Jesus, oh. we lived in hills. Yeah, <laughs> we had hills. <laughs> And I rode yeah, to your house did. all the time through the, the dirt fields where they didn't build houses yet, and down to the main street, over the hills. Up, I mean, that was a good workout just to get to your house, just have to say. All right. You know, these kids now, they're getting their dopamine from likes and shares and, and follows and all this crap that's all superficial and artificial. And at the same time, sitting in their tuchuses in their seats, not doing anything and not right. communicating with people. And yes, did we have our little squabble? Sure. Sure. I didn't talk to you for a couple of days on end because you said something. Solved. We fixed it. We resolved our issues. And what does that, what does that lead to? Friendship for years Absolutely. and years and years. Absolutely. So let's, let's, let's call this the way it is. The, the way the children are being raised right now is, is utterly ridiculous. The social agenda of inequality and oppression and woke nonsense and oppression and othering, that's the real problem, the real right. issue. They're, Sexual yeah, they're, preference, they're, pronouns. Look, I'm I'm a I'm 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 a huge writer. I love to write and, and use proper grammar and this in this they crap is nonsense. It doesn't fit in a grammar grammatically correct in the in the English language. Sorry. I was going off. That's fine. You're <laughs> you're right. I, I I you know, in the interest of time I have to, you know, put the brakes on you here. <laughs> What they're teaching these children, they're not teaching core critical skills. They're not teaching conflict resolution. No. They're not teaching, you know, uh, to put in your best effort. They're not teaching anything. They're teaching a social agenda of inequality. Okay? Everybody's unequal. And here's why. Because you're black or white. You're oppressed. You're black. You're brown. 
you're you're purple, you're gay, you're transgender, you're this. They're labeling people and putting them in boxes. When we went to school, every kid we went to school with was equally worthless. That's right. You are all equally worthless, and that is not the message that these kids are getting. You can act out because you are in a special protected group. Mm. You're not in a special protected group. You are just as worthless as the next guy. Everybody needs to be on the same playing field and follow the same set of rules. That is not what's happening. And And there is no discipline for these children. And when everyone started getting a trophy for just participating, that was where I saw a red flag come up. And of course, the BS buzzer has to be played. Not everyone wins. You have to learn how to lose. You have to learn how to fail. Absolutely. You have to learn how Losing to pick sucks. yourself up. Well, hey, I'm not a big fan of it. Failure, not fun. You have to learn how to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and try again and figure out how you're going to do it. Kids today don't know how to do this. And we sound like you're like two guys sitting on the front porch. Saying, yelling, get off our lawn. But let me tell you something. We need to do it now because we're going to lose this country if we don't That's do right. it. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing that I see, these kids are more concerned with filming violence that they see in front of them and promoting it and cheering it on than finding a way to stop it. We don't have peacemakers. Mm. We have cheerleaders for violence in our schools. This is going to end badly for these kids in the real world if they are not careful. We are raising a generation of convicts. Not hard to imagine when they saw what happened in 2020 when people burning cities down because a fentanyl addict died in police custody in Minneapolis. Mm. Right, wrong, or indifferent, okay? Not hard to imagine that this is the problem. The teachers' union should be ashamed That's right. of what they're teaching these kids. Here's just something else. Parents, look, you got to learn that you can't take the pain for your kids. You can't take, you know, you can't. Look, you don't want to see your kids get hurt. You don't want to see them do something stupid. You don't want to see them get, get, you know, go before their time. But that's not what I'm saying. But they got to learn. Kids got to learn on their own through experience. They have to experience these things and know how to resolve problems. I was picked on when I was a kid before I met you, Alpha. Guess what? I, I showed up to my bullies, and I won. And I, yeah. I came on yeah, top. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I you came did. on top. Absolutely. Anyhow, everybody, hey, you know, look, that that's pretty much all for the rant for today. We have to we have to start teaching our kids that, you know, losing with grace is, the, is a good skill. You have to learn how to de-escalate situations instead of escalating situations and you have to teach these kids that there's no dishonor in walking away from a bad spot that they might find themselves in and sometimes only fight if you have to but violence is always the last resort and I'm afraid that we have lost that in our instant gratification culture and it really is sad and firearms of course is a complicating factor in all this and possession by kids is a serious Serious, serious issue. issue. It should be serious. well supervised. Parents, I don't, I don't discourage at all. Parents getting out there and teaching their children how to use firearms and be, nope. do it respect, respectfully and responsibly. But the problem is, we're seeing all kinds of violence in the streets of Chicago, and the kids between the age of fourteen to eighteen are shooting each, at each other. And people are trying to blame video games when I just say it's blamed on lack of discipline and good lessons learned Absolutely. and values. Anyhow, thanks a lot for joining us for another hour of the Signal 50 podcast. Be sure to check our social media links we'll put in the show notes. You'll find the links to the articles that we used for our information for the show in the show notes. And we'd like to thank our soldiers, sailors, and airmen for protecting us 24-7, 365. Our police, fire, and EMS, you be careful out there. We really appreciate what you do. Thank you very much. Everybody make it a great week. Take care, everyone.